What up, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas? You've tuned in to the midday free range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality. I guess it's not radio, is it? Reality live streaming. Re- reality radio sounds better when I do that in the mornings. We got a lot of news to cover today. Give some people a minute to get in here. This is the Clay Edwards Show Internet Edition. I want to thank everybody that tuned into the live show this morning on the radio, 103.9 FM, WYAB, every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here in central Mississippi. It streams worldwide. You know, if you're outside the listening area, it streams at WYAB.com, or you can always check out the podcast. Just search Clay Edwards Show. Hey, don't forget, I am slinging these shirts here. I will drop the link to order one in the comments. You can hit up my you can hit up my Shopify store. Boom. I shipped a big order out today, going to a bunch of different customers. I appreciate everybody's support. They are uh, 30 bucks plus shipping and handling. And this ain't no middle of the mall shirt either. These are nice, comfortable tri-blend. Shirts, you wash them, they don't shrink. They do run about a shade small, though. Just FYI, here's a better photo of the shirt. All right, man, we got 28 people in here. Let's jump into the news. I'm going to be courteous of you all's time. We'll start with some breaking news in the Jackson area. Let me pull this up. Not my favorites. Uh, breaking news in the Jackson area. Here we go. Pull that up. There is a gunman walking around JPD. Not JPD. I'm sorry, JSU. Well, he's not a gunman. He's just a guy with a gun. And apparently, people are freaking out about it. And I, I get it. I don't want to sit here and bash on anybody for being freaked out about a guy walking around with a gun. But this is Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, frankly, I trust a guy walking around doing a little community policing way more than I do over half these jackasses riding around in their Chrysler 300s, Kias, Dodge Chargers, or anything else they find themselves hanging out the window of shooting at red lights. I I would much rather see a dude walking around the streets protecting his community. Now, he may be a complete nut job. I'm just saying, I understand why you would catch yourself walking around Jackson with what appears to be an AR type uh, rifle. So, I mean, until he's committed a crime, he ain't a criminal. I just want to throw that out there. Until he's committed a crime, he is just a citizen exercising his open carry rights that we have here in America and Mississippi, thanks to Governor Tate Reeves and some others. So, like it, love it, hate it. It doesn't matter. Y'all do a lot of things I hate. I don't necessarily hate the guy walking around with a gun. I know I'll speak on behalf of the white delegation. I know with the fear mongering in Jackson, which I'm a big part of, uh, you know, you see a black dude walking around with a gun. You're supposed to, for some reason, people think you're supposed to think differently. Would, how would you think if it was a white guy walking around with a gun? This guy's just trying to protect himself. I'll be honest. I saw a white guy walking around with AR-15 in downtown Brandon. I would be way more scared than if I see a black guy walking around Jackson with an AR-15. Brandon's safe. 
Brandon is safe. So you ain't got a, a real reason to be walking around. Well, I say it's safe. You know, there's some been some situations lately, but overall it's safe. Pearl. Pearl's safe. You know, anyway, I don't have to explain to y'all. Y'all know these things. You're walking around Jackson without a gun. You're playing with your life. You're walking around here, open carry like that with one. I want to know what you're about to do. Michael says, Michael on our chat says, concealed carry is better. Well, I do not disagree with that at all, but you got to go, you got to jump through hoops to get that uh, concealed carry permit. So I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Van says, Gaza is safer than Jackson. Well, apparently the mayor, in fact, agrees with you, Van. The mayor of Jackson does, in fact, agree. Let's find that photo here real quick. I got y'all queued up. We're going to have a good time on today's feed. Let's see here. Got bunches of, bunches of stuff. Here we go. Here's the mayor of Jacktown. Wearing a bulletproof vest in Jacktown. Now I want to toggle back and forth a little bit here. Because there's the mayor right there. Right there, Friday, with a bulletproof vest on. Now, it may have been Thursday. I got a hold to the picture Friday. Let's see here. And we got some bad news for Jacksonians. The man who is so scared to even walk around Jackson without a bulletproof vest to go grocery shopping, without a bulletproof vest, has just announced he is running for a third term as y'all's honorable mayor. But he also, at the same time, thinks the city is so dangerous that he must, in fact, wear a bulletproof vest when out and about. And he's surrounded by, surrounded by cops, and he still feels the need. I, mean, I can't quite confirm or deny, this looks like a little elderly white lady and another one right behind her. What they gonna do to him? What's he scared of? His shadow? Now, all joking aside, all joking aside, I understand wearing a bulletproof vest at the grocery store in Jackson. I mean, you could you can make that make sense for me, but not from the same guy that insists on telling everybody else how safe Jackson is. Not from the same guy that tells me all of Jackson's crime is from, let's do the air quotes in the studio together, interpersonal violence. Tell that to the guy, Anthony Davis, the DJ guy that was driving home from work last Friday, not this past Friday, about two weeks ago, five o'clock in the afternoon, North State Street. They got caught up in two jackasses playing Grand Theft Auto on North State Street in five o'clock traffic, shooting back and forth at each other. Didn't shoot each other, not a single time, but killed an innocent man. Tell that guy's family, tell him that um, it's all interpersonal violence. It's all interpersonally random. Anyway, so what do y'all think, Jackson? You voting for him? He getting your vote for a third time? Chakwe Lumumba. Where am I? Here it is. What a what a pleasant photo. 
the WLBT decided to to use there. Like he's praying. You know that thing it does, uh, free land. Free the people. Free the land. Free the people. Why is a white man running the water here in a black city? <laughs> Cannot stand that guy. Michael got it. Michael on again. Kim Wade for mayor. Now, I don't have a vote, thankfully, but I agree. Kim Wade for mayor. Radio Strongman for mayor. Let's check. Uh, checking for some breaking news as we go here. We got a bunch to talk about. So. I thought we'd get that out of the way. There, there is a uh, JSU is on lockdown. Was the moral to the initial story here? JSU is on lockdown due to this fellow walking around the campus area with an AR style gun. You know, of course, somebody on Facebook. I, I, I just said I, I kind of repeated what I just said in my Facebook post about it. Was I get it? I understand why you'd walk around Jackson with a gun. And everybody freaks out, oh, you're, you're that close to a school? Yeah, especially that close to a school. They're like sitting targets, little soft targets. They need to be protected. I mean, he may be a militant thug. I, I don't know. But I mean, just I'm just saying, don't be so quick to jump to conclusions. Stephen asked, could Kim Wade win Mayor of Jackson? Well, I mean, the thought process is if everybody in Jackson that's fed up, like the, the, the tax-paying, non-felon citizens of Jackson that are fed up with what's going on in their city, if they'll vote for him, he's got a chance. If, uh, if he can carry the white folks that are tired of free, the free the land nonsense, if he can carry them and a just a handful of the black folks, only 13,000 people out of 200,000, 150, whatever it is, that Jackson voted for mayor in the primary, I mean, in the actual general election last time. So you obviously ain't running as a Democrat, so he's going to the general. Chocolate going to have to blow a lot of money in the Democrat primary. I think, I mean, look, I, Kim's my friend. I, I fully admit that, but I do believe he's got a chance. I think this other dude, I think this fellow right here, Chakwe Antoine is so bad at his job that people are fed up. The people are fed up. When the mayor has to wear a bulletproof vest into the grocery store, I think people have had, I think he knows people have had enough. I saw a video, I see somebody here, uh, what is Charles saying? Charles saying, Look at all the cities that are dangerous to visit. Jackson, Memphis, St. Louis, Birmingham, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, lots of California. Wake up, America. Yeah, yeah, let me get that on screen. You know, the other thing, and I, again, I, I, I've said this before, so I, I know that some of you guys follow a lot of my posts, so I'm going to be, be a little repetitive here in this first part. Do you think for one second that you'd see Brandon Mayor Butch Lee, Gene McGee in Ridgeland, Jake Windham in Pearl, uh, mayor Mary in Madison. I don't know who the Gluckstadt mayor is. Uh, fell over in Clinton. Any of them. Do you think you would see any of them wearing a bulletproof vest in one of their own grocery stores? 
Bro, they'd be running out of town so fast they wouldn't be able to see straight. And I know he's going to ride along with the police, and there may be some uh, insurance technicality, even though they are self-insured. So I don't, you know, hundred percent believe that this guy ain't got no other time problem breaking rules when necessary. Why follow the rules now? Why follow the rules now? You the boss. Tell them no. I ain't wearing a bulletproof vest in the grocery store. Funches. <laughs> Maybe he wants to be on the SWAT team. You know, I, and look, a lot of people have said, well, Clay, Frank Melton wore one all the time. Man, true that. Frank Melton was pulling kick does. Kick does back in the day. Frank wasn't playing games. I don't look, I ain't a Frank Melton bootlicker. And I remember him more fondly than the, the, everybody else since Frank's been so bad. I give Tony Yarber a bit of a pass too. Tony got caught up on some, on a, you know, some stuff. But I, I didn't think Tony did a bad job. You know, that little trip to New Orleans got the best of, best of him in the public eye. Didn't bother me none. I'm not a, uh, I'm not necessarily what you call a social conservative anyway. So uh, somebody having a good time at the strip club doesn't necessarily bother Clay Edwards. I ain't one to judge. But anyway, neither here nor there. Tend to remember Frank Melton more fondly nowadays because everybody else, because crime has gotten so bad since him. You know, especially since this one got in office. Whew. Let's see here. We got some uh, names I don't recognize on here. Always like, always enjoy getting some new faces on here. Sunil, Zeke, I hope I'm saying that right. Me and the wife work downtown. I wish they'd fix the darn streets. Look, it's getting worse down there. They can't even, the red lights don't even work now. The red lights don't even work anymore. I want to show y'all something here. Bear with me one second. We got a lot to talk about from Jackson today. Um, here we go. This right here. This is a Thalia Hall. Let me take that off the screen there. This is a Thalia Hall. I took that Thursday. I went down. We were just riding around. We'd go and look at the new Sun and Sand sign. And we wanted to ride around and see how downtown was looking. I don't get down there nearly as much as I used to. So we were coming up past Google, and I just had, we got stopped at the red light there. And I was having to look over and see how bad a condition the flags are. Now, the city owns Thalemar Hall. And I looked up and I see this. You know, there's the state of Mississippi flag. It's faded up tall hill. I'm not even going to blame this among those new flags. The color ain't holding when they get out there in the sun. Needs more white in them, I think. So it doesn't fade. Anyway, it ain't, it ain't holding. But the American flag... And this other flag over here is the city of Jackson flag. And I mean, it looks like Pac-Man took a bite out of the middle of it. And this is disrespectful to everybody. Now, if you listen to that podcast I did Saturday, the interview, I was interviewed by a, a blogger, goes by the name of Squirrel World, Nickname, nickname Squirrel. Really nice guy. He asked a bunch of questions, you know, a bunch of this Jackson-related stuff, you know, kind of from the, the black point of view. That was good. I'm glad to have the opportunity to answer those. But I gave him the example, and I repeated it again this morning on my radio show. If you can't take care of the little stuff, how can I expect you to take care of the big stuff? Uh, for my rock music fans out there, the band Van Halen, 
they have what they when they'd go on tour, the tour manager had the green M&M rule. Uh, tour managers send out to promoters a rider of everything that bands need when they get to the venue. All the production, the sound, the lights, just the amount of uh, staff, the catering, security, just every detail of the day. Uh, the schedule, the whole nine yards. At the top of that list, he had... In, for catering, the green M&M rule, you can Google this. He wanted a huge, huge bowl of M&Ms, but he wanted all the green ones picked out. People thought somebody in the band just hated him, green M&Ms. I think they all, they all taste the same to me. But it, was, it had nothing to do with M&Ms. It had nothing to do with anybody giving a damn about M&Ms. He said nobody in the band even ate M&Ms. He knew that if he went over there and checked that that bowl and all the green M&Ms were picked out that every other detail on that list had been taken care of. He didn't even have to go down it and double check. And he said 100 times out of 100 times, if the green M&Ms were gone, the rest of the list was right and never had any problems. He said it was always the, the promoters. And this is before like back in the day when like Live Nation would just buy a whole tour. Every town or region had a promoter. So you were dealing with a bunch of different people. You know, where nowadays it's like one company buys a whole tour. And it, it didn't used to be like that. And that's kind of how I look at these flags. They're kind of the green M&Ms. This is really easy to do, to keep these straight. I mean, really easy to keep straight. And cheap, for that matter. And if you just don't, if you're not looking up to see how bad the optics are of, of something that you can replace instantly how am i supposed to figure that you give a damn about the rest of the city how about the red lights that don't work downtown the potholes i understand things take a little time once they've messed up i, I get it but if you're not working on this what what in the blue hell are you working on now they decided to go and fix it the next day and um this uh this jackass here, this is Melvin. He works for the mayor or did at one point. Now, he went and took this picture the next day after the city replaced all three flags and tried to accuse me of lying and that my picture was fake, basically, either or old. I have no reason to lie about that. He goes, I know that engagement is slowing down. Clayton, but this is sad even for your standards. Go get a job, bum. It, if having to be a nut licker like him is required for the job, I think I will continue being self-employed. But, but this is the kind of nonsense Jackson would rather do. Instead of seeing my photo and saying to themselves, man, we really don't like the fact that Clay pointed this out because he's an asshole. You know, we probably need to take care of this and uh, just kind of eat the bullet, say, hey, it, it slipped. It ain't going to happen again. We've made it right. And then put up these. So you know, y'all think the city tries to pretend that I ain't nothing, that I that, that I my platform isn't one they pay attention to? Let that right there remind you that they're paying attention to this platform. And by this platform, I mean you guys. If y'all weren't engaged and you weren't commenting and you weren't sharing this stuff, they wouldn't give two dams about it. So 
they fixed it and then pretended it was never broken. I guess I'll take it. I'll, I'll take what I can get. At least it's fixed. I got y'all's flags replaced. I expect a Christmas card, Jetsonians. Assholes. All right. Well, uh, what's that? How about some good news for Jackson? Can y'all do some good news? Yes, I mean, I don't ever talk about good news. Uh, it didn't actually happen here, but it has something to do with here. Um, The sonic boom of the South. You can see them right here. Congratulations to JSU Sonic Boom of the South, the marching band. They they um got to play in the Super Bowl last night. I think that's super cool. Unfortunately, they didn't get to promote it because it's kind of a surprise appearance. But either way, nice, nice feather in their cap. I am very happy for them. But you know, and uh, of course, I found Ben Crump's post here. You know, they can't. They got to make it about. Their blackness, though, don't they? You can't just celebrate something by, hey, go team, go. Ben Crump. <clears throat> it wouldn't be Black History Month without some black excellence at the Super Bowl. You know, there wasn't a single white person in the Super Bowl. Not a single white person uh, in the Super Bowl halftime show. But hey, whatever, neither here nor there. If it had been the other way around, you'd be hearing something about it. Uh, but yeah, kudos to them. But here's the thing that kind of grinded my gears a little bit here. Let's go back. Go back to my favorites. The Honorable Tate Reeves. The Honorable Tate Reeves made a post last night congratulating them. And Jacksonians, here it is here. He says, evidently, but not surprisingly, the highlight of the 2024 for the Sonic Boom will not be marching in the Mississippi Governor's inaugural parade. Awesome job performing on the world's largest stage at the Super Bowl. Hey, give him a shout out, right? He's a governor. He's, a, he's all of our governors, whether you like him or not. Like, like Jackson doesn't have a different governor. It's y'all's, y'all's governor. It's Tate Reeves, too. And nobody will ever confuse me of being a Tate Reeves nutswinger. I've gone hard on Tate since, frankly, since he got elected, especially since COVID. And if uh, you don't believe that, you ain't been paying attention. And uh, Michael Clifton, I see your comments. I'm coming to you next. But I want to get to this. Now, here's a real winner here. Uh, Scrap Dirty says, now invest in the university instead of sticking your bird chest out when convenient. Now, if if he didn't say something, you'd be complaining that he didn't say anything. He says something, and now it's like, go back and mind your business. You, you can't have it both ways. And here's something I find interesting. They, they can't stand facts. Uh, unapologetically infidel, dropping a little salt on them. Says, interesting, in 2021, the state gave Mississippi State University $4.72 per student. Same year, gave JSU $7.80 per student. Try again. Mm, let's, I got to retweet this. Love 
when they get salt drop on them. Gotta put that on them. Mm, with the little comma, apostrophe, whatever you want to call it. Good stuff there. Can't stand them facts. Now, in that interview the other day, I was talking about JPS schools. People love that, like the state doesn't fund Jackson's shenanigans. The state gives Jackson plenty of money, actually gives them more than it does some of the other surrounding areas. Did you know that Jackson, Jackson Public School kids, at least up to a year or so ago, I haven't looked at it in the last year, their students got more, JPS got more money per student, per head, than any other district in the state. But they keep screaming that the state doesn't invest in Jackson. It's not the state's job to fix Jackson's water. It's not the state's job to police Jackson. But they've done it because you've done such a bad job at it. You, you, don't, you don't fail forwards. Like the mayor and his crew are so bad at what they do. They don't acknowledge that the, that the water plant was understaffed. It's not why it broke. Played a little, uh, I'm sorry, that is why it broke. It's one of the main reasons why it broke. Is it the only reason why it broke? No. They didn't maintenance it either. It's funny, the soon, the soon as the, step, the state stepped in to clean up their mess, it took about a week and a half to get it fixed. Jackson could have been done that. They didn't even know what was wrong with it to try to fix it. Not the brightest bunch. Not the brightest bunch. All right, let's see here. Chris, I see your stuff too. Uh, Michael Clifton says, I assure you, they're not concerned with you, Clay. Oh, they're concerned. They're concerned. Says, probably because there wasn't a single black person in the Super Bowl for decades. I, now, see, please enlighten me how there wasn't a single black person in the Super Bowl for decades. I remember Michael Jackson. I remember Prince. I mean, that's going and that's going back back into the early nineties. But black folks have been in the Super Bowl. That's one of the most ridiculous things anybody's ever commented under here. So you're lowering the bar for yourself even being here. Then leave. Shit. I mean, that's that's the thing about you anger addicts that I don't understand. You you watch stuff. And you partake in stuff that you don't like. And then you get mad about it. I, I don't go watch people I don't like or don't find entertaining or stuff. I'm not an anger addict. I gather my thoughts, my news, my opinions, and I regurgitate them. But I'm not going to go sit there and watch. Uh, who's some jackass that I bet y'all like? Um, I, I can't even think. There's a guy out of Atlanta that does a similar show, um, Democrat, black dude. What's his name? Anyway, he's terrible. That kind of stuff. I, I just, I'm not going to go watch. I'm not going to go watch stuff I don't like and then be mad at the people that I'm watching. It. <laughs> you know, whatever. What's the best way to fix Jackson? Oh, I, I, perfect. Um, it's easy. Stop robbing, stealing, and killing. And drug dealing. You ain't even got to do anything. If you just stop doing... Stop robbing, stop killing, stop stealing. I guess robbing and stealing basically the same thing. 
robbing, stealing, killing, drug dealing, and just for good measure, don't litter. Quit trashing up Jackson and folks from Gluckstadt and Madison having to come clean it up. That'd be a good start. And it ain't hard. Because then if you do that, people are going to quit moving. Jackson's the fastest shrinking city. The fastest shrinking city in the country. Well, when people leave, employment, uh, businesses leave. When businesses leave, jobs leave. When jobs leave and people leave, taxes leave. When taxes leave, you get what you got with Jackson. Then you want to know why the state ain't paying for it. Why, why ain't Tate Reed putting money in Jackson? Jackson don't put money in itself. The mayor spent the last five or six years trying to figure out how to screw up one, one thing after another. Consulting fees, consulting firms. It's just nonstop. Let's see here. I'm reading some of your comments. Democrats are incompetent at handling business. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> uh, Big Goat on YouTube says more law enforcement would help and patrolling around the downtown area. Well, now they've done that. And, and down the downtown area is as safe as it could possibly be, given that it, with the homeless population and proximity to some rougher areas that it has. With uh, Capitol Police down there, thank you, Tate Reeves. Thank you, Mississippi Legislature, for the, for the Capitol Police. So it's as safe as it's going to You got all the police you need downtown. And we'll see if the turnaround in JPD is for show or for go. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. But um, they will... They will. What many times they here? We'll, we'll see. They made some good hires. We'll see if the the administration lets them actually enforce the law. Let's see here. Saul says, "I I can't tell you watch Jackson twenty four seven. So don't get mad when people have an opinion about you as well. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah, you, know, I, I, you see, I watched Jackson while I lived there for forty six years, forty five years. I still, unfortunately." For the time being, I have to drive through it every day. So, yeah, I, it's my capital city, too. Pay taxes. Y'all continuously want the state to pay for Jackson's fuck-ups. Well, there's going to be some accountability from people that don't live in Jackson. We're having to fund your police department because you couldn't you couldn't do that. We had to fix your water. You couldn't do that. Your kids get more per head at the schools. And... and, and getting less ROI than any other district in the state. So, it's, uh, it's only in certain parts of Jackson. Well, yeah, Capitol Police are only in certain parts of Jackson, but uh, Jacksonians fought tooth and nail to keep them out. They, they, they scream that, they scream to the high heavens that the state don't do nothing for Jackson. Then when they do, they scream that it's racism and the state needs to stay out of Jackson's business. It's kind of like, and I brought this up on my live stream the other day. 
When white people leave, they call it white flight. When they move back, they call it gentrification. And either way, both are racist. There ain't no winning. Uh, the state dealing with Jackson is the same way. If they don't do it, it's racism. If they do it, it's racism. And Jackson just wants a blank check to do whatever they want to do. And that ain't the way that ain't the way life works. That's hell, even the federal government, the Joe Biden administration, who ain't who, who can't do nothing right. When they gave Jackson the six hundred million dollars or whatever for the water, they specifically put it in there that it had to be handled by a third party. And the city fought tooth and nail for that third party not to be the white guy that 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 they put in there. Because he isn't going to give, because they have no say-so over who the contractors are. Because that's how they had planned to get rich, er, was they were going to have control over which way those contracts got steered to fix the water to the minority set-aside contractors that they have in their pocketbooks. I mean, everybody can, can see what they're doing there. It's the same reason what happened with the garbage. And Chalkway had the audacity to somehow try to blame that garbage on racism. I mean, I'm no Ashby Foote fan, but Ashby Foote ain't the reason that Jackson went without garbage for a month. Try to blame it on the white people. I mean, I'm blaming you for trying to get trying to get something extra in your pocket. Let's see here, Chris. The feds fixed the water because they didn't trust the city or the state. Feds believe that Mississippi is crooked from the state level to the city. And that may, may very well be true, but the fact is they didn't trust the city. That At the end of the day, let's see here. Van, the extinct volcano under the Coliseum is boiling, ready to erupt. Well, I call that a fresh start. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Let's get back to my bookmarks, man. I know I had some more stuff I wanted to, I wanted to hit. Well, I mean, speaking of Jackson, <laughs> man, did y'all know that Jackson is ranked number two in the country on a list instead of dead last? Number two. You may be asking yourself, Clay, what, what list have they found themselves all the way up on number two on? Tell us, what have we done so good? You're probably going to find a way to hate about it, aren't you, Clay? Top cities with high STD rates in 2024. Number one, Memphis. Number two, I feel like Jackson, Mississippi. Let's see here. Any other Mississippi towns on that list? No. No, not a single other Mississippi town. Just Jackson, number two. Big sexy red there. I wonder if that big picture was before or after her most recent child. Um, I love that they put sexy red in that picture. That just speaks volume. Speaks volumes. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Let's talk, talk like cash me outside, girl. How about that? Cash me outside. Cassius SCD outside. Number two. Good job, guys. Girls, good job. Big go. Why I put that nasty lady up there? Hey, look, she 
She came with the flyer, man. I, I could have gone without seeing it, too. I could have gone without seeing it, too. Uh, Van says, Jackson is looking like Kensington, Pennsylvania. I am not familiar with Kensington, Pennsylvania. Russ says, Tech, sexy red is garbage, tacky red. Hey, you know what's funny? Um, is I, I just if y'all don't know, I shouldn't say anything. Sexy Red is a Trump supporter. I mean, like, I didn't have that on my bingo card. Sexy Red is MAGA. <laughs> I mean, hey, it just goes to show you can't stereotype folks. You cannot you cannot put folks in a box and say this is how you're supposed to think. I mean, I just keep thinking that Sexy Red is some like next level troll job. Like this, like she can't be real. Like she cannot really be a real person that's like really as nasty as she is and, and raps as bad as she does. I mean, if the CIA invented rap and crack and all that to destroy the black community, like I'm told they did, and this is what we've dwindled our way down to, to continue to do so, my God, can we get our money back? I remember the first time I saw that video of her and that other girl, future rocket scientists and engineers with stripper clothes on out in front of the Popeyes rapping. I thought it was a joke. I mean, they were just rapping nasty. Just out the middle of a Popeyes parking lot, the people in the background, the people in the background, two couple white folks that had no clue what they was getting involved in or in the background kind of getting in their car. I thought that was a joke. I did not know y'all took this girl serious. Skeet, skeet. And that what she does, skeet, skeet. All over her. That's what people are doing. Ugh. Didn't, God, I don't even want to talk about this. Didn't she have a sex tape come out? Make it stop, Jesus. Please make that volcano erupt. Please make that volcano erupt. Oh, big goat talking about that. I see. I can talk about this kind of stuff with you all day. Goat. He says, and the and that's the music industry pushing them trash rappers. They don't represent black people. They only put out what's trending to get views. I know. Look, man. I know. I know too many. I say normal black folks, and and what I mean by that is people who aren't trapped in the urban hip hop culture, because that, that's all the media wants to show you. You also know that's all that's out there getting killed by cops, too, is this drug dealer, hip-hop culture, pants sagging. You know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to overly complicate this. That's what they would love to have you believe represents the majority of black folks. And I just don't believe that's the case. I, I, I really don't. I know I grew up and I was, I was typically always the minority in my friend group. And... My black friends didn't represent that. That wasn't culturally representative of what I grew up around, even in Jackson. So, let's see here. Chris says, it's a proven fact that they brought in cocaine and put it in the black communities to support wars in South America. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. Absolutely. Chris, we, we agree on something again. That volcano must be getting close to eruption time. 
All right, what else we got? Let's see here. I want to play this video. Let's shift gears for a minute. I hope y'all kind of see what we're doing with this platform. We like to, I like to have a little fun. We're going to be fast paced with the stuff that we do. I got a video I want to play of Joe Biden. Let's see here. Why is it doing that? It's not what I want to do. Give me one second here. I've got to pull this uh, tab back up. Here, X. There we go. I had to do this so you can hear the sound. Um, you know, Joe Biden has been talking about Bidenomics and how good the economy's doing, but they loaded him full of steroids and Adderall yesterday, maybe a little meth, and put him on and pre-recorded something for the Super Bowl. And he basically admits that his economy sucks. So here this is. Let me show that super It's Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size. Now, you know, they keep denying that he has dementia, but one of the proven facts of people with dementia is, is um, that it makes your, it makes you crave ice cream. Interesting. But not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. So he wants to blame businesses for attempting their God on its best to keep prices down by a little portion control. And look, I'm not defending big business either here. But he wants to blame big business for trimming the portion control, for trimming the portions, because this jackass and his uh, his administration have got things so screwed up that Bidenflation, not Bidenomics, Bidenflation is through the roof. Bidenflation is calling, causing shrinkflation. But he wants to throw big business under the bus because they're trying to do what they can to at least keep prices quasi-manageable. I don't think y'all need to be eating that trash anyway. Bags of chips, drinking Cokes, sweet tea. I don't mean to be the, I'm not the beacon of health. But put the snacks down. Put the, don't give that crap to your kids. And God forbid, if you're on any kind of government assistance, try to buy meat, not, not sugary things. You don't need to be on... You don't need to be on Medicare, Medicaid, or whatever else. Too. You don't, we're already paying for your food. We don't need to be paying for your health care, too, when you get the diabetes. Be responsible with your free stuff. Uh, where did I see? I saw a comment I wanted to reply to. Michael Collins, did you pay taxes for Jackson when you owned those bars on Highway 18? That was not in the city of Jackson. When I paid taxes in Jackson, 
on the bar on Capitol Street. Uh, so get 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 your city, get your get your bars straight there, Michael Clifton. The bars on 18 were outside the city limits. The bars downtown were in the city limits. So the one downtown had for almost 10 years, right there on Capitol Street, paid taxes every month to the city of Jackson, including their 1% sales tax. Now, we actually fought. See, young grateful bastards, you know, just don't like my opinions now. But see, in 01, when we moved downtown, and we revitalized Capitol Street before anybody else. We brought it, we brought nightlife back downtown to Capitol Street before anybody else did. It can get it was still a shell of itself. The standard life was a shell. None of that stuff was going on. The bus, the bus station had not been redone yet. I ran into Harvey Johnson outside my restaurant one time. We had a restaurant too, right there on Capitol Street, on the corner of Ferris and Capitol. I walked outside one day, got into a conversation with Harvey Johnson. Uh, he even put even tried to bribe him by putting 50 cents in the meter. That's a joke. I did put 50 cents in the meter, though. He points down Capitol Street to the train tracks, and he's telling me, we're going to put a farmer's market here, a flea market, whatever you want to call it, and we're going to build a clock tower like it was back to the future in the DeLorean. We're going to come down Capitol Street 88 miles an hour and take us back to the future. They built the clock tower, but the DeLorean never came. They built the flea market. The DeLorean never came. Finally, the DeLorean came. They opened up the King Edward, brought it, took us back to the future, back to when Jackson was great. And they still found a way to fuck it up. Still found a way to screw it up. But we were the first bar to open back up and to revitalize, to try to revitalize Jackson. We, we survived all the fake start stop fair street projects all that we supported and fought strongly for the one percent tax to build the convention center we agreed to pay more taxes to build the convention center which they what did they do y'all they found a way to screw that up because they could never get anybody to invest and build a hotel they, they get to invest into a parking garage or even a parking lot there's not even a legitimate parking lot down there for the convention center. They couldn't even get that much right. Now, how much money have they wasted on consulting fees, trying to tell them if they should should or shouldn't open the keep the zoo open? Close that damn zoo. You don't the Jackson, the Thagamore Hall. Uh, redoing that, redoing the planetarium. Jackson don't deserve nice things. Until the red lights work downtown, the audacity of these people. Until the red lights work downtown, Jackson doesn't deserve these things. Why don't the red lights work downtown? Can anybody tell me that? I know the answer. It's a trick question. Because idiots run Jackson. Simple answer. Here is, check this out. Here's a story from last week. Y'all think I'm lying. They got the audacity. The city of Jackson has the audacity to, to a, a tent, attempt to seek developers for a convention center hotel and mixed-use project. <laughs> Have they no shame? Of course they don't. Here it is. This is on WLBT. 
City of Jackson seeking developers for convention center hotel mixed-use project. Again, if you'll ride down there right now, in that area, right there, the red lights don't work and haven't for a while. But they expect some developers to come in and play Captain Save-A-Ho and do some big hotel and mixed-use development and try to bail these fools out of a, their, their self-inflicted bullshit. This is the Uncensored Clay Edwards Show, by the way. I cuss on this one. This ain't the radio. Let's read this real quick. Jackson City leaders are again in the hunt for developers for the property across the street from the Jackson Convention Complex. In January, the city issued a request for qualifications for developers interested in developing parts of the 7.75-acre site located across the street from the convention center. The RFQ comes months after the city issued its previous RFP, and it received no proposals in response. Quote, there were no responses, but there are people that were interested, uh, Director of Planning and Development Chloe Dotson said, putting together a proposal could take thousands of dollars because you're demonstrating that you have all the pieces in place for us to sign a contract and you start development. Basically what they're saying is you're going to have to spend a little money to make, you're going to have to show us just how committed you are to Jackson. It's going to cost you a little money to show us how committed you are to Jackson. We're going to need you to spend a couple thousand dollars, grease that pocket. That's how I, that's how I interpret that. Quote, I don't think we had people that were ready at this point, she continued. <laughs> They're still not going to be ready. And I'm not sure if the city was ready at that point. It, it, newsflash, your red lights don't even work downtown. The city ain't ready. <laughs> what world do these people live in? Seriously, what world are y'all living in? Dotson said interest of seeking a developer for the entire site. She said the city is now seeking firms interested in developing different elements of the property. She wants, she says, once responses are received, the city can enter into talks with interested firms. Quote, it's another way of getting to the result of a deal. It's just going to be in a different way, she said. She says one of the reasons the city was unable to find a master developer is because the acreage is divided into multiple parcels with different owners. Five sections, including the four largest, are owned by the city. Four smaller plots are owned by the Jackson Redevelopment Authority. One section is owned by the Capital City Convention Center Commission and by Cause LLC City Documents State. Meanwhile, the city used Section 108 loans to purchase some of the land, meaning the development there must benefit low and moderate income persons, aid in the elimination of blight and community needs. There's a, dang it. There's a lot of complexity Every time I see that should should help poor people, it just uh, don't we do enough for poor people already? Don't we do enough for poor people already? Anyway, she goes, there's a lot of uh, complexity and talking through and figuring out because of the complexity of the site and financing. She said, so we're hoping that folks that reach out to us and had inquiries about the RFP will respond to the RFQ. RFPs, RFQs, STDs. Jackson loves its abbreviations. Plans are developed. <laughs> Plans are to develop the site in three phases. The first one would include all Section 108 parcels, which are set aside for a 335-room hotel plus 1,200-car parking garage and open entertainment space. I'm not going to read all this and bore you to death. Long story short, Jackson, per usual, putting 
the buggy in front of the horse. Again, Jackson does not deserve nice things until they can fix the things they have. You're going to have to start treating Jackson like a petulant child. No, you can't eat your dessert first. You have to finish your food. No, you can't go play outside. You have to wash the dishes. You have to clean your room. I hate to have to keep making childish analogies for y'all to understand what's going on here. But we got some knuckleheads around here. My goodness. I'm sure that all went over well in the comments here. Let's see how this looks. Wesley, my boy right here, long time. Long time since the since two weeks ago. <laughs> Wesley says 105 was my favorite club back in the day. Thank you, brother. Pool tables. Let's see here. Was that before or after the vagrants lives? In, I decided we we're going back a little bit here. Uh, Van says Frank Melvin was the best black mayor. I, I, look, I would make an argument that Frank was the best mayor. He had he actually look, I'm conflicted on Frank. He had some things I didn't like. But in my lifetime, well, at least as I was old enough to drive, since 92, I think Frank's been the best mayor. He had the best damn intentions anyway. Um, didn't always come through in his actions. I think if he'd got a second term, he would have been a much better mayor. Just like I think if Donald Trump had got a second term in D.C., he'd have been a much better president post-COVID. Let's see here, Michael says, uh, did you say that dementia makes you crave ice cream? Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's a study on it. There's a study on it. And Joe Biden is a ice cream aholic. Yeah, they say they say people that have dementia and Alzheimer's love ice cream. I don't know if it makes you crave ice cream per se. I don't think having dementia makes you crave, suddenly crave sugar. But they said that uh, there's a study that says they like to eat ice cream because it calms them down. And look, Joe Biden gets really angry. You ever notice when he's talking and he gets frustrated and he starts screaming into the mic for no reason? <laughs> let's see here Michael continuing to know it all says I've worked around a lot of dementia patients but wanting ice cream was not one well it is for our president goat says I have a question for you let's see here if he, if he asked it why is the Capitol Police camping out at lights that don't change on Robinson Road heading downtown behind the buildings I don't know. That, that, that's that's the best answer I got for you, brother. Um, maybe they're there to try to slow people down before they run through them. That, that would be just my first initial knee-jerk reaction is I believe police presence is what Jackson lacks, and I believe that's why the crime is as bad as it is in Jackson. There's just not enough cops. Um I used this in the interview the other day. I asked the guy, because we were talking about more cops and this, that, and the other. I said, well, let me just ask you this. Regardless if you're a stone-cold killer or a shoplifter, want to steal a couple pieces of candy. If you see a cop in the, in the store or riding around the neighborhood or a car thief, maybe that's a better analogy for a stone-cold killer or a car thief, are you going to just do it right in front of the cop? Or are you going to at least wait till they get out of sight, out of mind? I mean, I think common sense, now granted they don't use a lot of that in Jackson, but I think common sense would say you're going to wait till it gets out of sight, out of mind, and then you'll break the law. So how, how do you avoid that? 
or how you know how, how do you take advantage of that thought process you have more cops so maybe that's what they're trying to do let's see here lindsay i'm sorry linda says who wants to visit jackson take a chance to get robbed and killed yeah. hey man i still go to jackson a good bit i don't advertise everywhere i'm moving around in jackson but there's some places i go with support in jackson and those business owners know how i feel about it i know that sometimes i come across as kind of the anti-convention of visitors bureau i don't like to be like that but hell 90% of the information I get all comes from right here on the news. Like, I'm not really breaking any news. I mean, it's kind of a catchphrase, but I'm not actually doing the investigating and breaking stories. I just found a gap on TikTok and some of these uh, real platforms, video platforms that the news channels aren't taking advantage of. <clears throat> but I just talk about what they talk about. Let's see here. Chris, Chris, I want to thank you, man. You're one of the most, we don't agree a lot, but you are one of the most engaged uh, folks on this platform and the radio and everywhere else. And, and, and you're respectful to people. And, you know, I say it all the time. I like to get up here. I like to have fun running my mouth. But I love sitting down and having conversations with people I disagree with as much as like having real talks and not being disrespectful to one another. And you, my friend, are one of the best at that. I just want to mention that real quick. I do, Chris Williams, I do appreciate you. Uh, Steven says, someone is going to die if that's the case. Now, Michael, Michael, you live in South Jackson and you ain't had one issue. First off, I was in South Jackson for 40, I don't know, 46 now. I've been out here a little over two years. Let's just say 43 years, just to cover my butt. For 43 years, I was in Jackson, in South Jackson, right off Forest Hill Road. Now, I ain't never personally been robbed, like arm robbed, but I've had my card broken into there in Brooklyn Hills. The roads around that are terrible, got plenty of pothole damage. The police protection out there leaves more to be desired. And I'm just talking about in my experience out there. The, the gas stations around Elton Road, Terry Road, any of that area, you don't want to stop at those. And it, it ain't because people are pulling up and randomly shooting and robbing people at the gas pumps because they pull up and they randomly shoot people while they're trying to shoot somebody else. See no further than that video that went viral last week. Oh, wait, why don't we play that again? You know, why y'all keep telling me that Jackson is this fabulous place. Now, it's going to cut the volume off. when I, It's not going to let me talk over this. But let's just play this video. Now, it, it happened back in October. I know that's supposed to wipe the sins away. Play it was three months ago, four months ago, whatever. Yeah, but it still happened. And it, it, this kind of, there are no videos of stuff like this happening anywhere else around here. This was at Beasley and Atkins. Did y'all notice that the that the Camry was nice enough to flash its lights at the vehicles that were it was heading head on towards? Like at least they were polite enough to let the people know, hey, we're 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 doing a drive by. You may want to back up. 
That's why the mayor wears a bulletproof vest at the grocery store, by the way. That is why the mayor wears a bulletproof vest to the grocery store. Let's, let's revisit that photo again. You don't see this anywhere else around here. Just Jackson. Hashtag just Jackson. Let's see here. Chris says, uh, well, I'm a truck driver without satellite radio. I had the liberty of listening to Rush Limbaugh, Iron Eagle, and others on the radio. Good stuff, man. I miss Rush. Josh says, Jackson won't get back right until you vote all the libtards from holding office. Eh, good luck. Josh. What's up, Josh? How are you doing? Good afternoon from Past Christian. Well, good afternoon from Central Mississippi. Michael asked, could that be staged? I don't think so, bro. I, I, I really don't. I think that you got a lot of people have dash cameras. I've seen some people mention that. Well, how did they just happen to be the car turning there? Well, it was bound to happen at some point. Somebody catch one of these things on one of these things on film. A lot of people they hell they sell it at Costco and Sands on the automotive aisle, and if they're selling it at places like that, it's obviously a lot of people buying it. Just these kind of dash cams, and some people are just putting them on or you know recording this stuff just to cover their own ass. You know, a little was it cover your ass? CYA. <laughs> Cover your ass. So at least you can prove if something happens. And a lot, look, a lot of people are trying to get, go viral and catch stuff on film. You know, and when you live in a city like Jackson with a lot of crime, it's easy to catch stuff on film. You just got to have it running. And that's kind of how I got into doing all this is I just uh, used to put a GoPro up on my dash and I'd ride around and show people what was going on. We never caught anything quite like that on film. But make no mistake, always assumed we would. See here, this Juanice. Am I saying that right? Juanice. Hello from Florence. Well, hello from Brandon. Uh, let's see here, Renee. Now Renee lives in Jackson. He says, "What the f? Someone please run against that clown." So it's um, Jacksonians are fed up too. They're fed up. And, you know, some of them. Uh, embarrassed to admit it publicly. You know, I get it. I get it. You know, we kicked out the club. Let's see here. What else we got? Let's shift gears completely here. Let's go to this. Why does it do that? What do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about this? I don't like it, not one bit. Roll up on that man like that. If that had been in Jackson, Mississippi, Andy would have got him. I mean, Kelsey wouldn't have got that game, that late game kiss. He'd have got got. I don't like it. He knows better. He Kelsey was out just trying to make that game all about him. Well, kudos on the field. He had a hell of a game. I can I can compartmentalize all of it. Kelsey had a hell of a game. I mean, he's one of the main reasons they won the game. Boy, if they had lost this damn game after these shenanigans, he'd have never heard. Uh, Taylor's boyfriend would have never heard the end of it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. But look, 
as Liz says here, you know, when you wash down your seventh jab and your Bud Light, you're gonna have some side effects. No, I ain't got I ain't got a problem with Bud Light anymore. I just that ain't my fight. But the uh, the the jab stuff, 100% agree. 100%. Now, now let's get to this one. No point in doing the volume on there. Uh, can somebody explain to me what is um what is going on here? Why does it do that? Every time I click on that, it goes back to one level. Anyway. Now, you may be thinking that I'm talking about the two skanks banging back the drinks. No. I'm talking about the, the this this thing back here throwing up the devil horns while wearing an upside-down cross. What? What in the blue hell is an ice spice? This is the this is what the media, by the way, wants you to think is attractive. Ice spice, sexy red. I mean, what happened to good-looking women? I mean, look at this. Ain't nothing attractive about that. Sorry. Sorry, I sorry, not sorry. And here it is. People attracted to this are lying. Couldn't agree more. You're not attracted to that. That's like people jumping on the the bandwagon and pretending they're LGBT something, but, but they're not gay. But they want to, but they want to fall under the alphabet soup, so they're like LGB something. No, you're not. You want to, you want attention, and you don't have any talent. That's just terrible. Uh, again, not attractive. Looks like a garbage pill, a garbage pill kid. They said, uh, looks like Harpo Marks. Shit, it does. Just kind of strolling through the through, uh, X here, trying to figure out. Anyway, I ain't going to sit here and dissect it anymore. She ugly. Is she even a she? birth control happened. Are you talking about like what happened or didn't happen or caused some kind of negligent side effect? Close that. Steven says, what do you think about nobody standing for the black national anthem? I despise the segregation of the anthems. And not because it's the black national anthem, but because of this, because of this idea that we're supposed to pander to one to one group and give them their own national anthem. Well, I hope they don't stand for it. I mean, a lot of them made a big fuss about standing for our. You know, I guess if the other's going to be ours, <laughs> as in the rest of Americans, 
Um, I hope they didn't stand for it. What, what a joke. What about the, are we going to play the Mexican-American national anthem? What would that be? What, what would the Mexican-American national anthem be? What about the Chinese-American national anthem? The Japanese-American national anthem? What would those be? So, I mean, seriously, I want some answers. What about, let me think of something. I was about to say something funny. But yes. What would be the LGBTQ national anthem? Were you even allowed to joke about that? Like, I have learned there's, there's groups of people you're allowed to make fun of. You can make fun of white people as long as they don't fall under the, uh, the, the alphabet soup umbrella. You can talk about black people as long as they don't fall under the alphabet soup of people. You can even talk about some gay people, traditional, traditional, normal gay people. What you cannot talk about are the T's. You're not allowed to talk about the T's. That is not my middle finger, by the way. <laughs> that is. Um, you're, not talk, you're not allowed to talk about the T's. That's all. You used to not be allowed to talk about and, and say it. I used to not be allowed to say the Jews. But ever since this Israel-Pakistan thing, the, 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 the line has gotten a little grayer. I guess it just depends on who you are. I guess it depends on who you are. I know if you look like me, you're not allowed to talk about them, which I don't either. I don't have a dog in that race. I don't stand for either one of them. They need to handle that themselves. That ain't Clay Edwards' problem. I, I, I'm just going to say it right here. I ain't got no beef with either one of them. Talking about what's going on with Palestine, and I don't support Hamas on any level. I do. I, I don't. I don't necessarily have personal beef with them, but I don't like what they did. You know, but as far as the country. Palestine and Israel fighting over land and country and religion and all that. That ain't my fight. That's way above my pay grade. I keep up with Jackson, Mississippi and some, some stuff in America. I am not putting my nose in that deal. Wes says I'm coming out by Diana Ross for the, uh, for the LGBTQ national anthem. <laughs> Good one. Uh, let's see here. On YouTube, NorCal Embroidery. Well, soon it won't be black and white and Jackson immigrants will be moving in soon. <clears throat> I have an unpopular opinion about that. I have a very unpopular opinion. I believe the mayor of Jackson and all that bunch came out a couple years ago and they, they swore that Jackson, you know, they it, everything had to go. Whatever Trump said, everybody had to go against it if you were a you know, a die in the wool Operation Human Shield Democrat. And they came out this day. They said Jackson was a sanctuary city. Now, the state immediately um, jumped in and they, I think there was a lawsuit, whatever. I don't remember all the details, but long story short, they were not allowed to say they were a sanctuary city, but they wanted to be a sanctuary city. And they voted for Joe Biden overwhelmingly in Jackson, Mississippi. And they know what Joe's policies were. 
They knew it. I mean, Joe told you it was going to be open borders, bro. It was going to be uh, no borders. Welcome all. Love Trump's hate. I think Jacksonians need to feel the consequences 100% of their bad voting habits. I don't think potholes or red lights not working and being the murder capital of the world two, two out of the last three years is enough. I think they need to start bringing busloads of immigrants to Jackson and start giving away all the resources for Jacksonians, all the food pantry stuff, all the SNAP stuff, all the EBT, uh, school, uh, HUD stuff, all that. I think they need to start, just like, and you're gonna see, just like what the pissed off in Chicago, and they've come to the point of, I've had enough of this shit. And I saw a guy in Chicago today, on a, well, I don't know if it was yesterday, but I saw the video today at a city council meeting saying if the city didn't do something about them, the streets was about to. I need Jacksonians to get to that part. That I want Jacksonians to get that mad. Where they where they 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 start confronting the politicians and saying, if the if y'all don't fix this, the streets are going to. Then they'll know how we feel. Then they'll know how the rest of America feels. Because I'm not allowed to say that. If you look like me, you ain't allowed, you ain't allowed to, to say that. So the people who are allowed to say it need to be screaming to the top of their lungs. Because if I said it, a three-letter agency would pull up in front of my house and I would have effed around and found out. Let's see. Joshua says, come on, Clay. You know people that were born in. I need you to finish that whole sentence, brother. It says, uh, they don't give a damn no more. Everything else is, is giving, let me see here. It says, they don't give a damn no more. Everything is giving too much. I think I know what you're saying. So here. Steven says, could you imagine the murder rate if they started busing them in? What did uh, I saw NorCal replied to that. It says, murder rate will go down. You think? I think they end up being a civil war with one another. <laughs> well, I guess it would be a civil war. But I guess it would be a civil war if you go to war with each other on the turf. I mean, because maybe you get so many gang members in, some someone really coming in. I don't mean, I don't mean little Chicanas with their babies. You know, little Mexican women. I, you know, that, that ain't what's coming across the board. What's coming across the board is a bunch of military-aged men with a complexion way darker than our Hispanic friends. My beef ain't with us with, 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 with Hispanics. It never has been. I love my Mexico. I love Mexico. Now I just want you to come in and show your ID. <laughs> we need to know where you're at, why you're here, what you're doing, why you're here. You're not coming here to be a drain on our resources. It's the other people coming across that damn border I got the problem with. You know, I know y'all all saw that saw that video of that terrorist that came across the border the other day and told us all we were about to know who he was. That shit, I know, I know a lot of the black folks that don't, that don't like me don't want to admit this, but there's a problem. 
at our border. And it's going to affect all of us. This terrorist stuff, this ain't the white man's problem. This is going to be all our problem because they ain't going to distinguish between Republican and Democrat, white and black, when they decide to start blowing shit up. Believe it or not, they ain't going to distinguish. All the LGBTQ folks out there, they don't like y'all. I'm just going to be honest. Y'all have picked the wrong side. And you'll find out. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all have picked the wrong side. Let's see. Terrorist comes across border. You don't even have most of this stuff on X. You can't play it on. You can't load it up to Facebook. I'm going to have to delete this video when I get done. Where's that video? Uh, let's try one more thing. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't don't let me lose y'all here. Just bear with me. Says you'll find out who I am. All right, I can't find it. If anybody knows what I'm talking about. The uh, the terrorists that they caught coming across the border that was acting all arrogant and told the guy filming that everybody would find out, everybody would know he who he was soon enough, and then they come to find out they did they did some image scanning, and he in fact was one of the top fifty terrorists on the terrorist wanted list or something like that, and he's snuck right on in, or he didn't sneak in, he walked right on in and flipped the bird on his way in. If somebody wants to tag me in that on X, Dread, if you by chance know what I'm talking about, I see you up in here. Or uh, somebody wants to drop a link in the comments here, it'd be much appreciated. Much appreciated. So I'm kind of going through some of my... Change the subject real quick. Change the subject real quick. And we're just kind of free. We're just kind of free, free balling right now. <laughs> this is a really good Twitter account to follow. Now they lean left. They lean left, very left. And I think it's probably more than one person runs the same. But they're very, they're good to have a conversation with. Anyway, uh, the uh, J Allen at J Allen nineteen eighty five. This and I look. I support felons getting their voting rights back that are nonviolent. See, because I do think that Jason White and Fred Shanks should hold a hearing and give everyone the opportunity to express their opinion, including anyone opposing. That said, whereas even Save Jackson and Sean would speak in favor, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to, yeah, I would. I would speak in favor of felons getting their voting rights back. And I'll be honest. Well, that's all I am is honest. You may, I may be wrong, but I'm never going to like just lie to you guys. I think felons should get a right to own their guns back. Nonviolent, nonviolent. So basically, if you've used a gun to hurt somebody else, or you've sexually assaulted somebody else, you, you should never get you. You don't deserve to. You don't. You've proven that you can't. You don't deserve a weapon. But I, I think there's a and everybody on my like so many conservatives freak out and we've been kind of pistol whooped into thinking that every felon is a Democrat and that somehow. If we give felons their voting rights back, that it's going to be disproportionately Democrats. 
and that somehow is going to hurt us with elections. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there's an awful lot of Republicans in prison or felons too. And if you look at if you just if you just play the race card and spin it down, how many whites are in prison and how many blacks are in prison? Now, me and Sean looked at this not too long ago, at least like federal prison. I think federal prison is more whites than blacks. You know, it's hard to get the stats on like state and local and, and all that. So even if you just said the whites are conservatives, the blacks are Democrats, which we know that ain't that ain't logical. It's it, it, that ain't that ain't a perfect science. Then you have to say you assume that everybody that that gets the chance to get the voting rights back actually gets off their ass and goes and votes. Good luck with that. I know plenty of folks that are good God-fearing um, conservatives that don't have their voting rights because of something they did when they were 18, 19 years old, white and black. So I would uh, I would absolutely stand up for that. I, I think there's some criminal justice stuff as well. I support criminal justice reform. I also support locking people up that need to be locked up. I was talking about that at lunch this morning. I mean, today. So I don't think, you know, there's some people who have been thrown in jail way too long for really small stuff whose lives have been ruined because of overzealous DAs. But on the flip side, Jackson, Mississippi, you have underzealous DAs that aren't locking people up and teaching them a lesson at all. They just think that, hey, life of crime, there's no consequences or repercussions. There's a happy medium somewhere. You know, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to find. It, it, it really shouldn't. Some of it feels like just ignoring common sense. Let's see here. Run down my notes. We talked about the Super Bowl. Well, we didn't actually talk about the Super Bowl. We talked about the, the shenanigans around the Super Bowl. Uh, real quick, it's going to be hard to beat the Chiefs. I mean, just take all the politics and Taylor Swift and all that crap out of it. That was a hell of a game. And with so many teams being kind of balanced competition-wise, if you don't have a difference maker at quarterback, you ain't going to win a Super Bowl with a game manager. And I think that uh, the guy from Frisco is probably a little bit above a game manager. You're going to have a hard time beating a Patrick Mahomes, uh, the kid at Buffalo. I think the kid at Tua in Miami, I think he's got a chance to be – to be a star if the team can stay healthy and he can stay consistent. I mean, I'm a Dak fan. I mean, Dak's a fourth quarter guy. Where the Cowboys suck is if they get behind early. Man, if they get behind early, they, they ain't about that life. Anyway, without getting into a, a, too much of a football talk. All right, Dredd got me the video I was looking for. Thank you, Dredd. It's nice having people like my buddy Dredd Porter on the team. He does media and he does it well. Here is here is the Middle Eastern illegal migrant saying, soon you will know who I am. And come to find out, he in fact is a is on the terrorist watch list or is a terrorist, 51 and much terrorist, something like that. Here you go.
that's what's going on down at the border. That, my friends, is the problem at the border. And here he is here. Bear with me. I'm going to start this video over. And this is actually an update with who he is. I just want y'all to see this. So arms trafficking and illicit use of weapons, criminal premeditation and conspiracy, terrorism, treason and sedition, unlawful disobedience. All right, enough of that. Thank you, Dred. So that is what's coming across the border. That should worry everybody. And when, when a guy like this decides to do stuff to harm America, he's not working off a diversity quota. He's, he's, he's not working off, you know, walking in and saying, all right, if he walks into the local Applebee's on a Saturday night and decides he's going to commit an act of terrorism, he's not saying, okay, I have a bomb on my chest. All gay and black people get up and leave. Only only Republicans, only Donald Trump supporters stay. That's not how it's going to go. Because first off, if it does, I'm going to jump up, hey, I'm going to be running out that door. <laughs> anyway, they, that ain't how it's going to work. We, this is a problem we all got to face. And fighting back and forth with each other ain't, ain't how we're going to win this. Let's see here. Dredd says, the thing about this immigration is that the new people in count in the census, I'm sorry, the thing about this immigration is that the new people count in the census and get more delegates just because they are there, don't have to be citizens to get delegates. Very true. Ankle monitors instead of jail time. I mean, it depends on what we're talking about. I mean, I I'm going to tell you what, I mean, I've told this story a million times. Maybe you're new here. I'm 46. In 2007, I was in my 30s, early 30s, I think. That'd be right. Late 20s. I was raising hell, man. On that nightclub on Capitol Street, thought I was invincible. You know, didn't get in trouble. You know, just got away with so much. And I finally, a couple of Hines County deputies had had enough of me. And the next time I screwed up, I after around and I found out. I spent four days out there in Raymond. I spent a year on probation, a month, two, three months on house arrest. The whole nine yards. I ain't screwed up since. I, real talk, I ain't screwed up since. That was a wake-up call for me. All right, Dre said there was no audio on that stream. All right, well, sorry. Oh, I know how to fix that. But um, so yeah, let me do this. Point being, if all right, I got the audio now. I'll play it in just a second. In 2007, I'd have been just turning 30. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. My math is not all there today. It took four days in jail, not just the house arrest and probation to straighten me up. If you just give me probation, 
that may have entitled me a little bit. But four days in jail is all it took. I ain't never spent more than a couple hours get arrested, bond right out. Four days in Raymond, the bologna sandwiches started tasting way too good. Because I, I didn't eat for the first two days thinking, I'm about to get out of here. Y'all just have mine. That is not how that went down. I went in on Thursday night. I think I got out that Tuesday or went in Friday night. Got out. It was Thursday night. So Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday. I was in there five days. In jail five days. And that was it. When I got out of there, I walked into that courtroom and they gave me the choice. They said, well, if you plead guilty now, we'll give you. They had to deal together. They said, if you plead innocent and you come back and we find you guilty, you're looking at one year per charge. I had about seven or eight charges. I mean, you know, hindsight's 2020. I wouldn't have gotten seven or eight years. For the end of the day, just a bunch of misdemeanors and, you know, fighting and drunk in public and uh, resistant arrest and just a bunch of other dumb stuff. But I didn't want to roll the dice. I didn't have enough jail. I was doing, I was ready to do whatever it took to never go back there again. And you know, what almost 20 years later, 17, 18 years later, 16, whatever it's been, since 07. I ain't saying I've been perfect, but I have been worlds better. <laughs> I have not, uh, I, I have now been behaving for about longer than I have misbehaved. So, you know, I try not to be a hypocrite, but I do speak from a place of experience when I talk about the people out here being idiots. All right, I want to play this video real quick. This is that terrorist saying that you will find out who I am very soon here. I didn't realize I wasn't in the audio. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're gonna know who I am. Very easy. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're gonna know who I am. Very easy. So, this is, again, this is what, uh, this is what we're dealing with. It's not, it ain't the Mexicans coming over, don't want to work in our, our fields and our construction jobs and restaurants or, you know, the blue collar jobs that Americans don't seem to want anymore. It's, it's, it's not the Mexicans coming over that I'm concerned about. It's uh, it's guys like Mafsam Samadov that I'm worried about. As, and you should be too. Let's see here. Jeremy says, I'd like to see Brandon Presley run against him. Brandon, I feel like I'm coming in late here. Well, who are you talking about? You, uh, if you're, are we talking about Tate Reeves? I mean, I mean Jeremy. Jeremy, who, am I, who are you talking about, man? Who would you like to see run against uh, Brandon? Or who would you see Brandon run against? I think I missed the first part of that. Well, let's see if we're missing anything else. Oh, Lumumba, Lumumba. Well, he would have to live here for, well, no. uh, things that don't matter in Jackson. Uh, it was like where you live doesn't matter. There's a girl on the city council now that I, I, if my memory serves me correct, they proved that she did not, in fact, live in the district that she was running in for the proper amount of time. But the people of Presidential Hills decided that was who they wanted and nobody fought it. So, and there's plenty of cases of people who have been politicians in Jackson 
in fact, not living in Jackson. I mean, hell, the woman that's really technically the mayor of Jackson, uh, Chalkway's right-hand woman, the real decision maker, she lives up in Madison, Dr. Amari, I think that's her name. She lives up in Madison. Now she's one of the highest paid people on the city payroll. I ain't got a problem with that. I mean, really, I don't care. I mean, this probably sounds terrible. I, and I know in in most cases, it's a terrible idea. But Jackson's in such bad shape that if a qualified person wanted to come in and try to fix Jackson, I wouldn't have a big fuss with them not living here. I would not have a big, big fuss about the right person living in Madison or Brandon that wanted to be the mayor of Jackson. But something tells me that that would never work out right because somebody famous from another city would just come in and try to take advantage of that, like Atlanta or somewhere, and try to be mayor and just screw things up even worse. So, hi, did I miss anything else I wanted to hit? We've been on for an hour and a half. Bidenomics. Uh, Joel Osteen's church got shot up yesterday. They had to kill a. Uh, they had to kill one of the T's. I've got the. Uh, I got the evidence here. Yeah, one of the T's got themselves climate changed yesterday. Here it is. Here it says just in the shooter at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church has been identified as. Transgender Bernie Sanders supporter. The individual was identified as Janice Marino, who was previously known as Jeffrey Escalante. Marino, who is clearly unstable, allegedly brought a five-year-old to the shooting who was shot during the incident. The child is in critical condition. The gun that was used to carry out the mass shooting allegedly have free Palestine on it. Back in 2020, Marino shared a photo of Bernie Sanders on Instagram with the caption, I want him in the office as U.S. president. Escalante. If my last name was Escalante, I would say it like that every time. Clayton Escalante. So mysterious. So I guess uh, this weirdo, Jeffrey Marino Escalante, ran an Instagram. This is, why, this is why I don't ever trust any of those building wealth type things you see on Instagram. This is a prime example. This, this nut job ran an Instagram account called Building Wealth Incorporated. I, I'm just going to go out on them here. Ethnicity, non-Hispanic. What, what? If it ain't Hispanic, what is it? I see a bunch of. This looks like meth bumps, too. By the way, it looks like meth bumps. Uh, what would this nut job know about building wealth? First off, if you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, you just like free stuff. I mean, I like free stuff, but I understand that ain't how life works. Bernie Sanders supporters, in fact, do not understand that's how life works. 
Let's see here. Here we get a few of your comments up. Let me close out this window here. Oh, Justin, thank you. Could be Native American. Good call. Good call. Good call. I would, uh, sometimes the low hanging fruit goes right over my head. Mike Funches says the ones we need to be worried about are the ones born right here in America because domestic terrorism is real. Well, there's a bunch of domestic terrorists running around Jackson, Mississippi. That's for damn sure. You got me there. Jackson, Mississippi is full of little Taliban members. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, Josh, I actually, uh, I missed this, but I said we, we were going the same direction. I, I, I was going to hit that. Joshua Manning says they're never going to be able to fix it, Clay. If they fix it, then that means the tax money is going to stop in the criminal on the criminal end. Yeah, man, you know, that's something I've actually mentioned a bunch. They don't like the people that run in Jackson, for example. They don't want they don't want Jackson to be saved. They don't want to fix Jackson. If the, the, the cure, the money ain't in the cure, the money's in the medicine. If they if they fix it. That means you cut the water spout off and the water and the water in this analogy is money or, or money is water in this analogy. You cut the money spout off. They don't want it fixed. If you fix it, what do they have to blame all their problems on? So if they, if they fix the water, you're going to have to find some other boogeyman to blame on everybody. I mean, you know, good and well, Mr. Mr. Bulletproof Vest in the grocery store guy here, the mayor of Jackson, is going to take credit and run on. I want y'all to remember hearing this to the 50 people left listening. I want y'all to, to write this down. Put it in your phone. However you want to do it. Chakwai Mumba is going to take credit for getting the water fixed in Jackson. Because his administration did such a terrible job of just throwing their hands up, poking their bottom lip out, and ignoring it, that the state and then the federal government had to step in and give it $600 million to fix. Not because he's a great politician, not because of any other reason, and that he was, like Tate Reeves said, look, I'll tell you again, I'm not a Tate Reeves fan. I mean, I, I like some of the stuff takes dumb. There's just some things I don't like. I'm trying to get over it. They called it a crisis of incompetence. I've never heard a better sentence to explain what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi better than that. A crisis of incompetence. And this incompetent fool here is failing forwards and y'all are letting you are letting him take credit for getting things fixed that he intentionally let run into the ground so somebody else, so the adults would have to fix it. That is not how you get through life. Every now and then when people want to play in traffic, you got to let them get hit by a car. Jackson should have had to fix his own damn work. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Sticking with these live streams as much as I can. The radio show will be back on tomorrow, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 103.9 FM. 
should be a live stream tomorrow afternoon. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. If I make it back through Jackson alive again. I'm kidding. Again, shirts are available. 30 bucks. I'll mail them to you. Here's the link going in the comments one more time. You can always DM me if you like as well. Appreciate everybody. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Uh, subscribe. Wherever you're watching this at right now, hit share, hit like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Peace out.